Welcome to Winning Streaks. I'm your host, Tanvir Mustafa, and every week I get deep into the stories and strategies of experts, champions, business moguls, and industry leaders to find out how you can win the day and win at life. If you're committed to never settling for the status quo and consistently challenging yourself to new heights, then this is the show for you. In return, I commit to bringing you insightful, practical, and no BS conversations that will help you create your next big win. Welcome back to another episode of Winning Streaks. Today, I have with me Claire Sandler. Claire, welcome to the show. So excited to have you. Um, Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us about your sales origin story? Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be asked to be on this podcast. So as you said, my name is Claire Sandler. I'm account executive at Salesforce. I am in mid-market there. So I work with customers that are 200 to about 1,000 employees and I work in consumer goods. So all sales reps at Salesforce are verticalized and I work with consumer goods companies. So that's anything uh, you might find in a grocery store, that's alcohol, that's cannabis, and a lot of distributors as well. Okay, awesome. Uh, my, My sales origin story. So as I was preparing for today, I was thinking back, what was my first sales job? And it's really the one that if I look back on it in hindsight, taught me everything I needed to know about myself, even though I didn't know it at the time as, as it typically goes. So when I graduated college, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with my life as, as most people are. And during my winter breaks and spring breaks, I would work at Lululemon, which at the time was not the brand that we know today. It was still kind of up and coming. This was before it went public. So I worked at Lululemon as a salesperson and folding yoga pants. And when I graduated college, I ended up being a a key holder, essentially like an assistant manager of the store that I worked at. So that role as a salesperson, which by the way, I think everyone should experience working in retail or the service industry, I think it's a critical thing for every salesperson to experience. So if anyone out of college or in college is listening to this and you're considering a role in sales, do one of those things first because it will teach you everything you need to know. (laughs) And working in retail taught me the building blocks of sales. It highlighted too, in hindsight, what I'm best in the world at, which is helping people and helping people make decisions. So whether that's making a decision on a yoga pant or making a decision about technology for their company, that's what I'm most passionate about. And it also happens to be what I'm best in the world at. So that was really my first sales job. And it really did teach me what I needed to know about myself and a fantastic company, really, really amazing company, still a fan today. And uh, the culture too, that Lululemon really prescribes to their employees and the stores really also taught me the importance of working for a company that you really respect and selling a product that you personally can relate to. And I was, and always have been a super active person. So Lululemon was a easy brand to jump in with. I totally, uh, sec- first of all, I love the ABC pants I bought in like a bunch of pairs because uh, they yes you're Canadian comfy. so you have to by by law love Lululemon right oh, oh yeah 100% um, <laughs> and I totally second the point about starting in retail or service I mean that's where I figured out I really 
had the chops for for sales um but it helps you build sort of this armor you go through all kinds of situations from sales but also customer success and support and all of those things um in different ways so You've been uh, a part of our program on Tap Your Sales Potential for some time now. You've um, done the coaching directly with Ian. I'd love to rewind back in time to, I think, two years ago when you were originally starting out with us. What were you going through at the time? What were the challenges you were facing before you joined the program? Yeah, so... I had been following Ian's content for a while, as most people had before they joined the program. I had the benefit of the fact that he worked at Salesforce. So I used to chat with him periodically, given that he was a Salesforce employee. He let me know that he was starting this side hustle to be his main hustle. This was a few months, perhaps, before I was about to have my first child. So I became a mother, which is the best job I've ever had and will ever have probably in February of 2022. So it was around that time that Ian was thinking about going out on his own and starting this program. And the program kicked off in May of 2022. So I originally joined the program because in February, I embarked on the amazing gift that Salesforce provides us, which is a six month maternity leave. And up until that point, a huge part of my identity had been, I can outwork anybody. Uh, there's, you know, I was really always committed and the first one in, the last one to leave. And I knew that would change with a child. I didn't, I could never have predicted how much my identity has changed being a mother, but I knew that there's only so many hours in the day and many of those hours would now be repurposed to be a mom, especially to a young child, which is again, uh, changed me in ways that I could never have predicted. So I was really intrigued by it as a way to keep my mind sharp in a way that maternity leave couldn't do. It's not a vacation, despite what people may think. It's a lot of work. It's a full-time job. It's, it's that, more than a full-time job, I'd even say. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Seen. Maternity leave was not a, a walk in the park. It was a lot of work. And I'm so grateful that I was given as much as I had so I could bond as a family and with my child. But that one hour a week that I had, and I couldn't always attend. There was sometimes, you know, a fussy baby or what have you. But that one hour a week that I attended for the crossover of months that I was in maternity leave and also a part of the program, it really helped me to set up a plan moving forward. And again, I, I couldn't have planned how hard that transition would have been for me, even with six months. So I can't imagine what it would have been like if my child had been younger, but I just knew it was going to be different. And I've always been a curious person, a lifelong learner. We'll talk more about that. But I was curious about how could I make myself better? And I, that's a core part of the Salesforce culture too, is they're always giving tons of enablement. This is different though. And in a way it felt indulgent to have that hour and in investment in myself when such a huge part of being a parent is investing time, money, et cetera, in that other human who is so completely dependent on you. So a lot was going on. It was a very big transformative period of my life. 
I don't regret it at all. It, it's been the best investment in me that I could have had, but that's why I joined the program and what was going on in my life when I did. Mm -hmm. I have the utmost respect for moms who are also in sales, especially at the highest level. Like you're really at the strategic selling level um, because I, I honestly, I just can't imagine I'm not in that chair. I've never been in that chair. We'll never be in that chair. Um, so how did you go about balancing it all? How did you go about managing being a high performer at your organization while also trying to be a high performing mom? Well, <laughs> that's a loaded question. Uh, it was, will continue to be the hardest thing I've ever done, but I also don't know anything different. I grew up with a mother who worked full-time, traveled. My dad worked full-time, traveled. So it was kind of what I knew, but my husband, so proud of him. He started his own business during COVID and it's been doing really well as his own marketing agency. He travels a lot too. So we have a lot on our plates, but we just have to work together. And, and it is really hard. It's long days. It's sacrificing time with friends, with myself, with my husband, because nothing's more important than my daughter. The biggest challenge and biggest reward though is the reshuffling of priorities. Because my superpower, so I thought, was that I can work so many hours. A huge part of untap your sales potential is being strategic and cognizant of how you spend the hours that you're working. Like, are you actually doing stuff that's advancing deals and advancing relationships? Or are you just kind of running in, in place? And a huge thing that I've gotten out of the program is kind of putting that mirror in front of my face and realizing that probably was spending a lot of time doing things that weren't revenue generating activities. And because time was such a currency for me now that I have a job that I do from, you know, 8.30 until five, and then my daughter's home. And then I switch gears and I have another job until she goes to bed, right? Which is being a parent and being present with her. And everyone says this, they, whoever the they is, that when you go back to work after you're a mother or, or a primary caregiver, you just have to be really strategic with the time that you have. Because for instance, my husband's traveling this week. I have to pick my daughter up at school. I have to end my day at 4.30. It's just no way around that. So from the hours of 8.30 or nine o'clock, by the time I get home dropping her off, I have to pack that day with stuff that's always going to advance my agenda, which is relationships and opportunities. So really using that time blocking, that little thing really did change my life in so many ways because that white space always gave me so much anxiety and I never utilized it um, as I probably should have. So the time blocking of just little things that I need to do, even personal things like call the doctor, make the dentist appointment, whatever it is, it helps organize my whole life uh, in my calendars, most people do. So it is challenging, but I've always been someone who's thrived when she is busy. So I guess that, that helps me. And my husband will ask me sometimes, like, how does a lazy, unmotivated person do what you're doing? Because you're not lazy and you're not unmotivated. And I said, you know, we all find a way to get through it. It's one day and one foot in front of another, but 
absolutely a work in progress. I will never conquer this thing that they say of work-life balance with a child. It's just really, really hard. And you have good days and bad days. And uh, sometimes there's more bad days than good days, but mm-hmm. <laughs> we're doing our best. Yeah. As Ian likes to say, it's not work-life balance, it's work-life harmony and sort of being able to push exactly. and pull to try and make it work. Yeah. I know for me, like the 12 week year alone changed so much about even the way I ran my life, like forget my sales career, but you know, really made an impact on both of those areas. You mentioned a couple of things there in terms of how the program has changed you, but what else would you say? How has the program changed you as a person and as a seller um, since you've been a part of Untap? Yeah. Uh, again, totally loaded question because the last 19 months that my daughter's been alive and that I have been in this position have been the most transformative 19 months of my life. And it's really changed my perspective on everything. I've always been someone who's not afraid of being vulnerable. So I'll vulnerably share that my biggest fear coming back was that I wouldn't be good enough, that I wouldn't be good enough without the endless hours and endless attention to only give my job, because now I had this other thing that was way more important than my job and would always be more important than my job. And I was so crippled by that imposter syndrome that I was a high performer. I was doing really well. I had gotten a job at Salesforce that was very competitive to get. And I was so proud of that. And I did really well my first couple of years at Salesforce and coming back I was crippled with anxiety that I would fail. Mm -hmm. And the anxiety, the physical effects of that were visible. And of course, just the, the, the transition of going back to work after spending six months doing something totally different there. I could spend two hours just talking about that, but my perspective on everything has changed, but ongoing work with, untap your sales potential and Ian, it's allowed me to be the best I've ever been at sales. And the fact that I can even say that shows a lot of growth because even when I got my job at Salesforce, I had this concern that I I had to prove myself and I had to prove that I deserve that opportunity, even though I had gone through an interview process just like everybody else and had been given the job. Now I know I am really good at my job. And even in good quarters or bad quarters or good years or bad years, I know at this point moving forward that I am really good at what I do. And I believe in my abilities. A part of that is just having a situation where you have to mature and grow up, which is being a parent. But a huge part of that that has really transformed me of working with Ian is emotionally detaching from the outcome. This was and will always be my biggest (laughs) work. Emotions and passion are definitely two things that I have are valuable in sales. And someone who says otherwise, I don't know, I just don't agree with them. Mm -hmm. There is a place for emotion and there's certainly a place for passion in sales. But if you're someone who is a heart seller, that's what I call myself, I'm a heart seller. I, I'm a physician, not a clinician. I could probably be more of a clinician than a physician, but it can be really hard because you take the losses really hard and you're always afraid after the win that another loss will come. But I feel that I've 
been able to redirect that towards the out to the output rather than the outcomes, because especially in this kind of climate, there's only so much you can control with the outcome. And I would wring my hands literally and metaphorically waiting for the outcome. And now I spend way more energy and time on my output. And even if I have a good quarter or a bad quarter, I know that I show up in whatever percentage of energy I have that day. And I'm really good at what I do and I'm just getting started, but I'm the best I've ever been, even though my performance may or may not reflect that I'm the best I've ever been. Mm -hmm. When you say best you've ever been, like you mentioned being a lifelong learner, you mentioned um, sort of like energy management. What's different about you today than two years ago, Claire, obviously you, you also talked about the, um, you know, the detachment from the outcome, but as a, on a day-to-day basis, what's different? Oh gosh, a lot of things, but as you get older, you care less about impressing people or fitting into an image of what other people have of you. And being a parent and the work that I I go to therapy every other week, it's a great Salesforce benefit again that I get. Uh, They cover 12 sessions a year and I I do more than that. But having therapy and investing in things like untap your sales potential, I just feel that I stand much firmer in who I am as a person than I did two years ago because I have to be confident in myself to be a good parent and a wife and a daughter and a friend and a sister and an employee. And thinking back to 21 year old me, when I was working at Lululemon, and I told you at the beginning, I learned in hindsight, everything I needed to know about what I was meant to do in that job, which is helping people. And that's what really gives me the biggest fulfillment. And I'm lucky that what I love to do is what I'm good at. Sometimes those two things are at odds with one another, but what I love to do is what I'm good at, which is helping people solve problems. And I've always been a good problem solver. So from two years ago to now, I feel more confident talking about what I'm really good at. Two years ago, I think I knew I was good at those things, but I had a hard time saying that out loud. I think I felt you know, arrogant in some way. And there's such a difference between arrogance and confidence. I now feel confident in saying, I am really good at my job. Here's where I'm really good at my job. Here are things that I can always work on, of course. But my lifelong learning is this brand that I've really tried to build for myself at Salesforce, which is ADL, always be learning. Because (laughs) in my mind, (laughs) at a place like Salesforce where things move so quickly, and you have to learn really quickly. In my mind, learning leads to closing because curiosity is the one thing you can't teach someone. And I would argue is one of the most important skills you can have as a salesperson. And so I've just been able to embrace my strengths in a way that I wasn't able to two years ago because of all the things that have happened in my life and the the failures and the successes in the last two years have been wild and amazing and really, really hard. And so all of those things have allowed me to really own who I am in a way that if I hadn't gone through all those things, I don't think I could have. Yeah. 
that's so amazing to hear. It really sounds like you're being your full, authentic, real self on a day-to-day basis. And I think one of the toughest things I've been through as a seller, you've been through as a seller, so many people go through and are going through right now is, you know, maybe they're not seeing the success that they want, but they also know that they're not giving it their all, that they're leaving a, leaving a lot there out there on the table. And that's where that dissatisfaction comes from is whether you're in an up market or a down market or what whatever sort of situation you might be in, um, it's important to be able to say, I'm doing everything I possibly can in my control to see success. And as long as the answer to that question is yes, then you can sort of be at peace as a seller. And I I think that's the goal is, you know, learning to be come from a place from of peace and, um, you know, authenticity in the way that you sell on a day-to-day basis. Um, so that's super, super great to hear. How have the people around you, like your, your husband, um, your daughter, um, you know, your clients, what have they noticed about you? Have you gotten any feedback from the people around you about the way you've changed? I don't know if, They've noticed it as much, but something that I'm so proud of, I'll say professionally and personally, let's focus on professionally first, are the relationships that I've maintained. The difference is that the things that maybe didn't come as naturally to me, like being a challenger, those things, because I stand firm in who I am and I've built that trust with them, I'm now more comfortable. I just said this yesterday on a call. Uh, I was asking a customer why they do something the way they do. They told me, and I said, I'm going to challenge you on that. And damn, did that feel good. That's not <laughs> only a sentence that I'd feel really good saying, but because of all the things I just listed out of me standing firm and feeling confident, never arrogant, just confident in who I am, I now feel that I've earned the right to challenge and that was always a disconnect. So maybe my customers don't realize that, but I'm far more challenger than I used to be. And because I embrace my curiosity and I always be learning, they may not see it, but it's totally changed the way I talk and sell. And hopefully that will lead to deals and hopefully they feel that right because i want them to always feel my clients my customers that i am in service of them salesforce is my employer but i'm in service of them whether they are an existing or potentially new customer in terms of personally i mean the fact that my family always says this, like, i've been kind of the same way since i was in kindergarten so i don't know if they really noticed it but the things about me that I think were always my strengths, being a parent has highlighted. I will say that I've become a lot more patient. I wasn't always the most patient person. And maybe that leads to why I've gotten more confident and better at my my career, my passion, which is sales, because you have to be really patient. You get a lot of no's before you get a yes. And you have to be persistent. You know, Ian always says the differentiator from a prospecting perspective is that most people stop at two to three outreaches. I don't stop at two to three outreaches. And that's because you have to be patient and you have to believe again, that if you're doing the right work, rewards will come. It may not come tomorrow, but they'll come at some point. So 
maybe without, I'll have to interview my family and my husband. Uh, hopefully they feel <laughs> I've become more, uh, more patient. I feel that I've become more patient in the last couple of years too. Mm -hmm. And you, you even, um, it's great to hear all these results that you've gotten and the progress that you've made since you joined, but you even renewed for a second year. Um, what yes. got you to, to do that? I have a feeling I know some of the, somewhat of the answer, but what got you to yeah. renew for second year? So I renewed for the second year and I renewed to work with Ian one-on-one. -on -one. And part of the reason I did that is that I just didn't feel done yet. I didn't feel that I had, oh, okay, I got everything I need out of this. What a great experience. Move on. But it's been a tough time in tech. Mm -hmm. The headwinds are there, you know, they're, they're, there's macroeconomic stressors that we can't deny. And that's the stuff that's outside of our control. And I, I think a huge reason why I renewed with Ian is that I saw that, I knew that, and I didn't want to slip into the old habits of becoming consumed with outcome because it would be that much easier to do that and slip into bad habits of, of just being totally overwhelmed with what will the outcome be because it's that much harder to get outcomes today, right? He just posted about that today and it's true. So it's that much more important to only focus on that in which you can control and to do that at a very high quality so that even if the volume of outcomes is smaller, they're more intentional and make a bigger impact on your revenue attainment. So that was part of it and I was just saying this to my therapist today, it feels like indulgent to have that time to mm -hmm. myself where, because so much of my life is in, not like a teacher or a first responder or anything, but in service of others, of my customers, of my family. And, and I love that. Helper is my biggest trait in the Enneagram test. It's what I'm meant to do. Having that time where I just focus on my career and my advancement is so special to me. And that's why I thought, you know, there might be something to be gained uh, working one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. Claire, this is, this was amazing. I've loved this conversation. We're not supposed to have favorites in the, in the program, but you know, we, we love having you in Untap Your Sales Potential. You're oh, such a you. shining beacon on, on our calls. And um, this has been amazing. I think there's a lot of people, a lot that people can learn from this conversation. If there's one tip that you'd give to sellers to help them achieve their next big win, what would it be? Hmm. Be honest with yourself about what is missing in the deal, but more than anything, just be a human. We never want to show our customers that we're nervous or we're sweating or whatever it might be. But I have found that in the big deals, when you just treat, and Ian talks about this a lot and I couldn't agree more. Like a CEO is still a human being, a CFO is a human being. So just relate to them on that. People like to buy from people that they like. That is just a fact. I don't think it's backed by data, but I'm pretty sure it's a fact. So be genuinely likable. Go above and beyond to help them, to find value that doesn't cost you anything but your time and doesn't cost them anything, but is the sweetener on the deal and differentiates you from your competitor. Whether it's finding a cool article or inviting them to 
a really great event or sending them a cup of coffee or whatever it might be. Those little things that differentiate you, but whatever you do, do it genuinely. Mm-hmm. And because people can smell when it's not. I love that. Be honest with yourself, be, be human and everything else will, will take care of itself. Thank you so much for coming on to Winning Streaks, Claire. Thank you to my audience for listening to another episode of Winning Streaks and I'll see you on the next one.